Hey, Jenny. Hey, Daniel. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm super good, thanks. Good, good, good. Tell me where you are. I'm back in Squamish, and the sun is finally shining on us. I just went out. Everybody hold your breath. I just went out for a walk wearing sandals. What? It's coming, you what? guys. It's happening. I was wearing my winter boots two days ago, no. but we are back to sandal time, and I'm a happy woman. Amazing. Amazing. Did where you? are you? I'm in I'm in Eastbourne. Uh, exotic very, Eastbourne, I think. Exotic Eastbourne, near the sea, but definitely not sandal weather. Just oh no! Yeah. Well, sandal weather can just be a state of mind. Just remember that. I like that. Maybe that's Montaigne's <laughs> tagline. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they make You're welcome. You can have that do. one for free, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw that out there. So, you, we got you to do a couple of interviews for us. Who did you interview? I got to speak to Jesse Leong, a mm. Montaigne athlete, climber, filmmaker, writer, woman of many hats, and Katie Parrott, who is many hats, and Katie Parrott, who is just off to do the Lapland, Montaigne Lapland Arctic Ultra. Never ever say the name of this race correctly. But what you need to know is that it is March, and she is in the north of Finland doing an ultra. So everyone send good vibes to Katie, please. Where it is definitely not sandal weather, or at least I hope not. It is um, not sandal weather. No. Yeah, and, and, and tell me what you learned. weather. I, I think it is. Well, tell me what you learned about Katie. What was the cool thing about Katie then? So Katie is someone that I've known for a few years and I've always thought of her as one of the, like I would just describe her as nails. That's the word that I give <laughs> to Katie. She okay. is nails. And this is um, coming from you. Know, you. Who, and this uh, is coming from me. Like ran I ran across uh, many mountain ranges and now cycling. Yeah, and I still I look at Katie and I've told her and I told her on the podcast, don't invite me to do your stuff with you because it's too much. Like this is a girl who wakes up in the morning and says, you know what? I'm gonna do a thousand burpees today. And then she does. <laughs> and she'll film it. And it's just, you know, she's made it. But uh Katie unfortunately broke a leg a little while ago. And I remember when it happened, I was all thinking, oh, there, if there's one person you can't see being forced to sit still, it's Katie. How's she going to cope? But this girl has resilience in bucket loads. And one thing that she said was, well, I still have a working leg. So she just kept going. She didn't see it as a barrier. Um, and she kept on training. She kept on living every day to the best that she could, even though it was lockdowns and a broken leg. It's not what anyone wants. Um, and she's rehabbed herself to now going off to Lapland to do this ultra. Her first run since breaking her leg is going what? to be the Lapland ultra. Yes, yes. Wow, wow. And okay. you know what? I have mountains of faith in her. I am going to be cheering her dot win when the race starts. Amazing. Great. Let's give it a listen. All right. Hello, Katie. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Jenny. How are you doing? I am good. How are you doing over there? I'm good. Um, a little nervous, but extremely excited. I'm only excited about your upcoming trip. Um, do you want to tell us all what you're nervous and excited about? Yes. Yeah, so tomorrow morning I fly up to um, North Sweden to take part in the Montane Lapland Arctic Ultra. So it's uh, 185k through the sort of the Arctic forests in Sweden. Um, and I've got four days to complete it pulling all of my kit in a sledge. Um, so, you know, shelter, sleeping bag, food, cooking equipment, emergency rations, med kit. Um, yeah, so it's um, it's come around very quickly. And as I said, my flight is tomorrow morning. So I'm just sort of doing last minute kit prep and making sure I haven't forgotten anything, which I probably have. 
Uh, <laughs> Honestly, you've got until tomorrow. Like I would probably be starting to pack like tonight at the soonest. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me panic. Um, now I'm I'm leaving my house at sort of zero five in the morning tomorrow. So um, oh gosh, and I and I like to just chill out the night before. Um, so yeah, it, my bags are sort of sat behind me. Just just a few more little tweaks, and and they're ready. How you got? What are your packing things? Are you like a spreadsheet person, or is it a paper checklist? Where are you at, or do you just know? A, a bit of both actually. So I've, I've got a bit of a spreadsheet of, um, so there's mandatory kit that, that we have to take. Right. And then um, all those little odds and sods that, that you just forget about, I just write and, and jot down on post-its, which are kind of surrounding me at the moment. <laughs> and have you got um, your pulk already or do you have to meet it there? So I'm hiring a pulk harness um, and a few other bits out there. So yeah. that's at least one one less thing to to carry and try and transit through Sweden. Yeah, because you think it's such a pain. Like you need a multi-fuel stove, I'm assuming, for those temperatures and airlines don't like those. Yeah, um, so the stove is out there waiting for me. So what kind of temperatures are you expecting? How's it um, looking? So we, we've sort of been briefed at sort of minus 10 and then extreme minus 30 at night. But at the yeah. moment, it's looking a bit warmer. Mm-hmm. um so the coldest it might get is sort of minus 10 um but I okay. I mean you don't want it too warm because then I was just thinking flashy. yeah are you worried about wet snow like that is it's the is worst it? of all worlds it's like blisters <laughs> it's your pulk sticking to the ground yeah um it's a little bit concerned about that at the moment but yeah. um I've got a few days before the event starts, so hopefully going to get out and, and have a look at some of the trails and, and make some assessments and, and maybe make some adjustments and kit. Um, so yeah. I've got a bit of time, um, but I'm just, yeah, I never thought I'd say it, but I'm really hoping for sort of sub-zero temperatures. <laughs> yeah, well, you want sta- you want stability, don't you? Yeah. Especially when there's snow on the course, you want really stable weather conditions. Exactly. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed. But <laughs> like these things, you... You never know. You can't really predict, can you? Absolutely not. That's the beauty of an ultra. So is this your first time back since breaking your leg? <laughs> it is. Yeah. So, I mean, it's um, good that you're just starting with something really gentle, just like a little <laughs> fun run, warm up, like yeah, nothing too so, extreme. It is, it is a bit of uh, a comeback event for me, I suppose. Um, I've been I've been rehabbing ridiculously hard over the last sort of 14 months um coming back from a pretty catastrophic injury and, and reconstructive mm-hmm. surgery on my left knee um so yeah ACL reconstruction meniscus was shredded and stitched back onto the bone got a couple of screws in there mm-hmm. um some of my ITB was then wrapped laterally around my knee to make it more stable so all sorts of interesting and wild things going on in there um but yeah, I've been, I've been rehabbing really, really hard to try and sort of get back to where I was. Um, I've been running some some good distances as well. So it will be an interesting test. Um, I guess physically, I have, you know, it, it's my first ultra and it's a cheeky one <laughs> to say a cheeky the least. One. That's nice. um, I mean, I've never seen someone who works and trains as hard as you. To me, you're like this ultra dedicated, hard as nails and I remember when I saw you last was at the sidetrack tour in Bristol. Mm. So that was what September. 
And you were standing on your own two feet, but I, I did feel that you were really putting on a brave face by that point in your recovery. Like how did someone like you who operates on such a high level and has such a high output of activity? I mean, you seem to just have so much energy. I mean, that must've been, forgive me for asking this question, but it must've been pretty dark for you at times. How did you get through this adversity? Um, You're right, actually. Like the first the first two weeks after I initially got injured were the hardest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you go from, from competing in endurance events and skiing and, and doing all these things that you love to suddenly not being able to. And that was, that was the hardest thing for me. And I think I felt a little bit of a loss of identity, just being yeah. stuck with my leg in a massive brace, not being able to to run and ski and climb and do all the things that, made me me I suppose mm-hmm. um but I I actually had a, a very lovely handwritten letter from one of the guys at Montaigne um just oh. after my injury and and the last thing he said was you are more than just what you do and that yes. really kind of it really resonated with me because yes I couldn't at the time I couldn't run a hundred k or do a thousand burpees which are the strange things I enjoy doing but yeah I've still- always <laughs> Still me. I admired that from a distance, <laughs> a large distance of not wanting to be involved. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it was a bit of a kick up the ass, to be honest. I was, I was still, I was still me, and there was still, mm-hmm. you know, so many things that I could do, and, and and I think my mindset kind of shifted from focusing on what I couldn't do to to actually what I can do, and that was, you know, really shift all of that that dedication to my training to my rehab. Um, I could still do upper body and core and and I still had another leg. Um, so I just I just treated my rehab with with the same dedication as I would to to training for an ultra. Um, and and it's and it's really paid off. Um, mm-hmm. But I've also had incredible support from from the military and from a, a private clinic um, sort of near my house in Bristol that have have given me so much support to help get me back on track. Um, so I am extremely grateful for, for them as well. That's brilliant. And I just love that you just, you have this resolve of steel that you didn't give into this, like a broken leg is, is a huge sentence for anyone who's an athlete. Um, you know, it's such a hard thing to face. And I think for a lot of us, myself included, it is the worst fear, but I love Mm. that you like took a moment and then you got straight back to it and you just said, okay, here's a hurdle. I'm going to clear this hurdle. Yeah. And I felt like I didn't really have much choice. I'm not one to sort of sit around and mope. Um, and I, I kind of, uh, my favorite saying is that attitude is the difference between an ordeal and an adventure. And so oh, I yes. Just, oh, I yeah. love that. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to take it on my next little trip. Oh, if you, Katie. If you say it, you need to make sure that you credit me, of course. I will. Obviously, <laughs> I'll put the little parrot emoji and everything. Yes. Um, and, and so it was, you know, it, it was a little bit of an ordeal, snapping my leg. Um, but, but you know, I, I just turned it into, into a, a bit of a, a different challenge, I suppose. Um, one that was unforeseen and and different to my normal challenges but but still a challenge all the same um and yeah being told you've got at least a year of rehab ahead of you is something that Mm. no one wants to hear um but yeah 
just just had to attack it and um and be positive and focus on what I can do and then focus on on getting back to where I was I love that so let's fast forward to next week because I'm so excited that you're doing the <laughs> Montane Lapland Ultra I'm pretty sure I just butchered the name of that um what's your what's your strategy going into the race are you planning to sleep on a regular cycle are you going to go hard out of the gate are you going to warm up like what what's your strategy um so I've got I've got four days to do it um I I want to get a good chunk done on the first day um but I also don't want to push obviously too hard on the first day um Mm -hmm. and then come up against difficulties later on so I'd like to do more than a quarter on the first day just so I've got that bit of a head start and um aren't panicking on day four (laughs) yeah yeah. I've still got 50 odd k to do so yeah hey a, a big long day the first day um I will be be getting my head down every night I think um there are huts that we can stop at if we want to um yeah. for hot meal the odd hot meal um you know refueling warming up if necessary um but yeah I think I'm kind of attacking it with with a bit of an open mind if I'm honest um yeah. and and just just seeing what happens but but with the mindset of I just want to finish um mm-hmm. okay that is my primary goal finish in one piece uh without getting frostbite and without being eaten by a reindeer or something ridiculous <laughs> honestly if you um, get eaten by reindeer I mean that'd be one for the books Katie that'd be, I mean it would that'd be a pretty big achievement <laughs> but the frostbite is real please don't get frostbite oh my gosh nothing is worth your fingers don't lose your fingers please no I could I could do with keeping all my fingers. Um, yeah, I think that that should just be like goals for going out in ultra runs is like keep your fingers. Like your your toenails, we'll say bye to them on in advance. Like I've lost it. all You're of them. Keep them exactly, <laughs> but the actual digits themselves, let's let's hang on to those. Mm, I just I feel like it's going to be just such a massive learning experience because um, you know I've done ultras before. I've got experience in the Arctic, but Mm-hmm. sort of combining the two is going to be a whole new ball game um so I am I am excited to to learn from it and and hopefully it will just turn me into a, a better sort of all-round um athlete and learn from from the event learn from other people there um that that's sort of what I'm most excited about I think I love that so I'm not doing this in a linear fashion but now let's go way back in time and I'd love to hear how did Katie um become this outdoor machine and this military badass like what was your journey into sports and the outdoors um I guess I I was always into sort of sports and and the outdoors as a kid so I was a a scout which was quite unusual yes years ago for a girl girl to be a scout yeah I loved it um you know I loved just going totally feral as a 10 year old and my parents picking me up 10 days later and and I I looked like a basically a cave girl. Yes. <laughs> um, and and then I suppose I only really got big into um sort of the the endurance um really sort of pushing myself um back in 20 2016 2017. Mm-hmm. Um so I I was somehow ended up on a tv show um on the bbc where we got put through sort of pretend 
special forces training, which, which basically we just got thrashed by by various um, special forces veterans. Um, nice. And yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> and and at the time, I honestly had no idea how I would do. I think a lot of people, you know, go into it with, oh, I'm going to win or, you know, mm-hmm. really sort of high expectations, whereas I had zero expectations. Yeah. Um and 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 actually ended up doing well on the show um and it revealed i i guess a physical and mental resilience that i didn't know i had um and it mm-hmm. was something i then wanted to explore after that um which, which sort of accidentally propelled me into into the army reserves um mm-hmm. and and into ultra running and mountaineering um and it's it's just something i i still love exploring um just 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 to keep going and and keep seeing how much further you, you can push yourself and I'm sure you you totally appreciate that as well absolutely just keep on pushing that line out like where's your comfort zone now let's push it back a little bit further mm, yes exploring your discomfort zone to expand your comfort zone yes, yes. another good one <laughs> girl after my own heart I love it um, so because we're we're doing this recording uh, coming up to International Women's Day, and so a question I have for you and a question I ask all women or minorities in the outdoor space is, uh, what role models played into your development? What role did they have in you reaching the outdoors? Was there anyone that when you that you can look back on really resonating with that encouraged you into this space? I think if I'm honest, it, it's probably been my mum. Um, she she has never she's never sort of stopped me from doing anything, you know, from from a kid to to now. Um, regardless of whether it was a typical boys' sport or um, you know scouts or, or whatever it was, um, she always just encouraged me to do what I loved. Um, and 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 you know, she's a I won't say her age, but <laughs> uh, in, in her sixties, and and yeah. does triathlons, um, and 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 exposed me to the outdoors at a very young age, um, which I think sort of helped. Um, but just having having someone there that is your biggest cheerleader and and will encourage you to do it, no matter what other people say, um, I think is is a massive help. And yeah, I couldn't I couldn't be where I am today without her. I love that. And, you know, one thing that I have really been conscious of over the last few years of my career is that anytime I ask that question, um, almost never, I mean, if you ask a, and I apologize to any listeners who fall into this category, but if you ask a cis white male that question, they can pick a lot of top shelf household names that Mm -hmm. they got to look up to. But our generation, you and I are about the same age. Um, we do spend a minute thinking, ah, who did I ever see on the TV screen when I was a girl? Who did I ever read a book from that had anything in common with me? And a lot of us, it was due to someone who was in our lives, like, Mm. um, like our mothers and our fathers and our, you know, people in our community teachers that, you know, the mainstream media just left us out. And so now here we are. And and so the other big question I have for you is then, you know, you've made a career out of this. You've been on TV. You're going as a, as a team athlete up to this insane event in Lapland next week. Um, 
what gave you permission or what was the catalyst that let you take up this space and be who you are in a very loud, unapologetic way, which by the way, I think is amazing. <laughs> Thanks. Um, you know, I, I don't feel like I was, uh, I ever needed permission if I'm honest. Yes. Um, I, I, you know, I am quite often the odd one out, uh, in an expedition team or, you know, women are a minority in, in events such as this, but I, I feel like now sort of people don't bat an eyelid at me, which, uh-huh. which I like. Um, I like to be there in my own right as, as a team player, as an expedition member, as an athlete, because I'm, I'm fit enough and I'm strong enough and, and I deserve to be there rather than being there just because I'm a woman, if that makes sense. That makes a um, lot of sense. It's beautiful. And, and yeah, I, I feel, I feel positive about it. And I, and I feel like, as I said, people generally don't, don't sort of bat an eyelid anymore. Um, mm-hmm. They have done in the past, um, mm-hmm. but anyone that, that's gotten to know me just, just knows that I just want to get stuck in. Um um, yeah, we've all seen you do hands downs on Instagram reels and stuff like that. Like we're all like, you know what? If yeah, if Katie said she's doing it, she's doing it. Oh yeah, my uh the handstand challenge dressed as a tiger. That was a good one. Yes. I love it. Where do you come up with these things? Are you just like, you know what, today I've got some spare time. I'll just do kettlebell swings until the sun sets. Uh like, yeah. is that how your mind works. <laughs> Something like that. Sometimes um yeah I just wake up and I'm like today's the day I'm doing something uh mental so like the the thousand burpee (laughs) challenge that was decided on the morning I've just phoned up a mate and I was like do you fancy doing a thousand burpees for time today um and luckily I've got I've got some really good friends that are on the same wavelength I can't Uh, believe you have friends who would say yes to that (laughs) just so you know don't call me I'm not coming (laughs) I'm going running I'll come but the burp nah like I'll do a hundred. I'll stop it there. We'll I'll start at a hundred and we'll get to a thousand one day. <laughs> All right. I believe you actually. Yeah. I'm coming around to it slowly. Yeah. It's always great fun. As long as you've got a smile on your face, then it's fine. Always. Exactly. So there's one thing that you and I have in common, aside from being absolute kick-ass Montane athletes, is um, decompression time. We both do some painting. You arguably yes. much better than I do. <laughs> are you Are you still doing your paintings? I did my last few over Christmas. Um, I haven't actually had much time uh, since Christmas, to be honest, just with, with work and prep training and um, sort of getting back into the swing of normal KP life. Um, but Yes, painting is one of the few things that can actually make me sit still for hours on end. <laughs> me too, um, except mine do look like child's finger paintings, even though I have tried really hard and used like a YouTube tutorial to do it and it still comes out like garbage. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't. And and everyone appreciates art in a very different way as well. Um, oh, that's, that's another good one from you. Look at you go with the one-liners <laughs> on this. You're on fire. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it's um I I love it. It kind of turned into a um a bit of an accidental career during lockdown when everything just came to a halt. Um I I did art A level um at school 
um, and always really enjoyed painting and then uh, <laughs> figured out I needed to earn an income whilst the world had shut down. Mm, yeah. Um so yeah, just just put a post on social media one day saying, "Does anyone want a painting?" Um, and it turned into like six months of nonstop commissions. It was, it was insane. Um, and yeah, just just sort of came out of nowhere as a bit of a surprise career. Um, but I love it. And like you said, it, it is decompression. It's time just to sit still. And and hours go by when I'm painting. Um, I love that. Oh yeah, I really I really do love it. It's it's a great thing just to come back to um as a little side side career when when life gets a bit quiet um there's always someone random who wants a painting so interesting you yeah. would do like business classes I swear <laughs> I don't know about that like I'm just a, making life up as I go along <laughs> aren't we all that's the big secret that is things I wish I knew in my early 20s is that all adults are just making it up <laughs> yeah definitely right girl I know you've got to finish your packing and you definitely need a really good night's sleep so we're gonna let you go I am so looking forward to cheering you on in the ultra I will be dot watching I'll be right there with you in spirit um and can't wait to hear how it goes so truly truly best of luck oh thank you so much I really appreciate it and And yeah fingers crossed it all goes to plan it will go, it will not go to plan, but it'll go well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Katie. Have Amazing. a really good day and yeah, good luck again. Thank you very much. Speak Thank soon. You. Bye. Wow. 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 Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Katie. Thanks for taking the time to do this. Just, uh, yeah, such a fun and interesting and essential conversation. Yeah, just blown away by it. Um, So huge thank you for both of you for doing that. And for everyone listening, hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Please leave a review uh, wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us get the message out there. And I think in front of people who would really appreciate these sort of conversations. So please leave a review and we're going to be back very soon. Thanks as ever for listening.